Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to year four of the podcast of the Cloudcast. Uh, glad to have everybody back from the holidays. Hope everybody's well rested. Uh, it's just going to be me tonight. Aaron's off doing some work stuff, and uh, but we're into year four. Uh, we're kind of surprised we've made it to year four, but uh, here we are. Uh, still a lot of energy. Still excited about the show. Um, Real quick before we jump into our guests, as we've been talking about for the last few weeks, uh, we're now one month away from the annual donut run, uh, the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Uh, we're a little short of our $5,000 goal for the for the kids at NC Children's Hospital, so any donations are greatly appreciated. There's a big donate button at the top of our website on the cloudcast.net. Uh, if you want to help us, um, you know, help some kids, if you want to just uh, help us and see us throw up and puke and do the donut thing, um, always fun. So anyways, let's get to the show. Um, one of the things that Aaron and I have talked about as we were trying to plan out 2014 was we said, okay, where do we want to go? What, what do we want the topics to be? And two of the things that came up a lot, and we heard this from listeners, was um, people want to hear more and more about AWS and the AWS ecosystem. Obviously, lots going on there. But the other thing that, that we heard a ton of was they want to hear about cloud and cloud operations and what people are doing, you know, not just product-centric stuff, like what are they doing everyday stuff? And so tonight, I want to dig into a couple of very cool kind of operational things with a couple of guests, our first guest from Canada, at least our first live guest from Canada. So we're excited tonight, uh, Eric Wright, uh, Disco Posse on uh, Twitter, and uh, Angelo Luciana, uh, both from, from, uh, from Toronto. So boys, uh, welcome aboard. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Brian. Um, so, so you guys are, are kind of at least in the VMware community space and in and, and, you know in a lot of the data center space, you guys are kind of the the face of Canada. So, for anybody who doesn't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Give us a little bit of your background. I'll go first. Um, thanks for that. I appreciate that uh, that introduction, Brian. Um, uh, I'm an IT professional in the financial uh, services um, area here in um, Toronto. Um, I do systems management, systems engineering. I work in the uh, virtualization space mainly, so I do a lot of data center work. Cool. Very cool. And uh, my name is Eric Wright. Yeah, as you mentioned, I'm uh, Disco Posse on Twitter, and that got tied to my uh, my website, which is discoposse.com, which is a long, bizarre story. If you hit the About Me page on there, you'll see what that's all about. Uh, and I'm a systems architect here at a local financial services firm in Canada. And, uh, yeah, kind of cover the whole gamut, uh, but, you know, with a real focus on virtualization in, in the VMware space for the most part, uh, but kind of dip my toes in the waters of just about everything and, you know, touch a bit on development, DevOps, and trying to trying to change the way we do things. And, and that's why I said we're pretty happy to be here because – this is one of the places we go to listen to because it's it's a great idea space. So, uh, you know, we're we're cloudcast lovers and and glad to be here on the show. Cool. Well, good to have you guys on. So, <clears throat> so we were we were joking a little bit. We were we were telling some stories before we hit the record button. Um, I was listening to a podcast. Oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago uh, by some friends of ours, uh, GS and Josh Atwell and Chris Wall and so forth. And Eric was a guest. Uh, the the Woopaz podcast. I'll put the the, the link in the show notes. Um, and you know, the show went on. You guys were talking about um, you know cloud operations and virtualization operations. But you got to the end, 
and you started talking about this thing, which was kind of like a, a contest for um, people to sort of showcase their skills around cloud operations and doing cool stuff with automation. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic because I, you know, w- there's a bunch of us on Twitter who've been joking around that we should make like a version of that, that show Chopped, which is like a food cooking network thing yeah. in 30 minutes. And we're like, that would be cool if we could do that for technology. And then all of a sudden you guys are talking about it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome because they're, they're, they're making it real. So tell us about it. And then <laughs> give me, give folks a little bit of the backstory about what you were telling me in terms of you guys are really on version two. You're not really on version one, which is what uh, their podcast made it sound like. Yeah, so that's uh, the timing is, is kind of funny. That is, you know, GS and I, we did that podcast recording quite a quite a long time ago. I said it was it was almost uh, like about ten or eleven months ago. But that one kind of sat on the shelf for a while until we got a chance to find a good forum for it, and then it became the the Vu Pass. So it's the it's a very user oriented uh, and user focused and client focused on how the customer uses these products, not just you know I've got the greatest coolest technology. Compared to other technology guys, it's like, hey, we actually use this operationally. So, anyways, GS and I sat down with this one, and it was really great. And and you know, you try and make a point of not doing time sensitive stuff, knowing that it could go on the shelf for a while, and, and that's actually what happened. So, when we talk about the upcoming virtual design master, we've actually completed season one. Uh, so, you know, I guess the quick overview on it is it's virtual design master, and it is like you said. It was the idea. Angelo and, I, Angelo and I sat down. We said, well, I've got this idea of, you know, kind of like Ink Master, but I want to do it with virtualization. Like, can we just make these guys, like, we can't obviously put them in an apartment in New York City or anything crazy, but, like, can we just maybe do it virtually? And he said, that's a great idea. So we were just chatting over this idea at a basketball game, and then five minutes after we finished I get a text and he's like, we're doing this. Like, this is, let's meet up tomorrow and let's talk about how we can do this. And and so the idea came forward and it was the idea of this first ever technology-driven reality competition. It was literally, it was meant to be focusing on, you know, community guys and we wanted to make it. And Angela had the greatest tagline. He says, it's a cross between the VCDX defense and the apprentice. Yeah. So we wanted to have guys that came in and they didn't have any idea what they were going to have to do when they were just going to get handed something. And they had, you know, five days to come up with this design and we give them, you know, and then we'll compress it down to, you know, we're going to present it within about, you know, five to ten minutes. They had to present their whole design and then it was going to be judged against all the others. And then we pick a sort of a, a number one at each week and then someone gets dropped off the bottom. And uh, it was so, so it just so what was in the bucket? What was in the mystery basket that they had to deal with? We had um, sorry about that one. Good one. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, Eric. We we had um, we had four different uh, d- design challenges. Mm-hmm. One was around data center design. One was around disaster recovery and disaster avoidance. One was around automation and orchestration. And, and the final one, which I think um, the guy really enjoyed, was a cloud deployment. Um, which gave the the guys a lot of hands-on um, with uh, bare metal cloud in, okay. in particular. One of our, one of the sponsors of the the, the competition. Okay, but cool. if you know one one really one really exciting thing about this whole competition, Brian, was was the the feedback and the interest from the community. Um, when we reached out to the, to um, the judges, not one judge said to us, uh, oh, let me think about it, let me get back to you. Every single judge that we reached out to right away said, yeah, we want to be part of it, let us know what we can do to help. 
Cool. We also we also reached out to the community for um, design solutions, and you know the community um, replied right back with, "Okay, here's here's a couple ideas for some challenges to you know to, to move ahead on." And it was great. It was uh, Eric and I sort of facilitated it, but really the community uh, with their participation, uh, they really drove the competition. Okay, so talk to me. Uh, you get you get some smart folks together they go off for four or five days you give them some challenges like how did it get how did you judge it i mean what were you using because like you said people couldn't travel necessarily was this like a big webex that people were showing it to each other on or what like was it a uh you know like a wiki where they're writing stuff down like how did it get judged how did it get shared how did all that stuff happen well we had the we did the uh the the first we would hand out the petition and what it was going to be. So it's literally a surprise. You're about to get an email and this is what it's going to be about. Okay. And it was the design, the first design. And we got to put our, our shout out to uh, Melissa, Melissa Palmer. She's vmiss33 on Twitter. She actually came up with the concept of this zombie apocalypse. Okay. And not only was it a design around, you know, what they had to do, but it had these huge limitations where they could only use hardware that was available as of 2008. Because they had everything. So you had to, these guys had to go and research, not just doing a big, massive data center design. It was thousands of guests and multiple, it was like very strict limitations, but they had to do it knowing that it could not be on new hardware. So they had to actually work that into the designs and into the manifest. It was really cool. Very cool. yeah, and I think I think that's why the the old hardware really threw the folks off because I think they were all expecting the latest and greatest you know uh, 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 VMware software uh, hardware NetApp or or EMC but these guys when they found out that it was 2008 hardware they they really rolled their eyes they were really uh, they it really tested them wow so we had, so we took that idea and then so I guess like you said it was we would hand it to them. We would do it over Google Hangout because it was a good platform for us. We thought we'd give it a try. We'd used WebEx as another, you know, uh, go-to meetings and stuff before, but we wanted to do a video chat, and we thought, well, these Google Hangouts are becoming more popular. It seems like a good venue to give it a kick, and uh, it's in our budget, which is great, zero dollars. So we nice. thought, well, and we had guys literally from around the world. So we had guys from Belgium, from Bangalore, India, from across the United States. We had. All sorts of time zones represented, people from the UK. It was really fun. We had to pick a time because we had to say, oh, when is everybody going to be available? Our, the, the short straw went to our, who ended up being the winner, Akmal, uh, Akmal Wahid. And he, it was actually in Bangalore, India. So he would have to do these things on Saturday morning at like 5 o'clock in the morning. He'd have to wake up to do this one-hour you know, sort of live video podcast with us. Uh, but we would do that. We would do the presentation. We would chat up the the sponsors, and we wanted to try and do it really like a well planned, well presented, you know, reality show style where we, you know, and highlight the guys, highlight the sponsors that got behind us because they were really great. And then they would go. They would like would say, "You've got until Thursday. You submit your stuff by email. Cutoff is Thursday. It goes to the judges, and then they would get four days to kind of review it." We would take that. We would work out what the plan was going to be for the next show, and they were pretty much like every other week. And then we had a gap, VMworld, uh, because everybody was really jacked up with stuff that had to get done and and lots of other travel commitments. So we ended up pushing the finale beyond VMworld, which is great. We kind of got to ramp up the excitement a bit more, 
And a lot of guys, you know, heard about it through VMworld and then they went back and, and then watched the videos and, and got a handle on the background. And, and then people started getting involved and like tweeting us while we were doing the, the presentation. So it was, it was really, really wild to see how it all came together. Yeah, and one of the one of the benefits of the of Google Plus was we were able to do a live we were able to do live broadcasts, so we really wanted that um, real time interaction with with folks. So that was that was something that um, that we wanted to build into the competition as well. Very cool, interesting. Yeah, I, if if you guys know me at all, my my mind is sort of sitting here spinning, going. This is a very cool idea. You could basically franchise this thing in a whole bunch of different directions, and and I and I and I mean that in the sense of like, I could see you know people obviously do stuff like hackathons where it's like you know get together for a day or get together for you know uh, over a weekend or something. But the cool thing about this is is um, you're going to get people. Well, not only do you, do you get a chance for sponsors to sort of jump in and, and where there's up you know where there's challenges around cost or something, but you're going to highlight some people that are really smart. So you've always got people that are looking for, for new talent. Um, but you're going to, if you could take the concept, if you guys were, were ever willing to sort of quote unquote, like open source the concept. Um, I know there's people that, you know, like around things like cloud foundry and paths and some of those technologies that would love to do this. There's people who are doing DevOpsy sort of stuff um, that would probably love to do these kind of things because it, you get creative, you get competitive, you can throw some scenarios out there. People can, you know, they can localize them themselves. I think it's, I think it's very, very cool. What, as you're, as you're thinking about it, because you guys were talking about, you, you've, you've gone from sort of, uh, you did it one time. You're now going into season two, in essence. What, what'd you learn from the process? What would you do better? What would you do differently? Hire assistants. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's we when you hear that phrase, it takes a village. They, they aren't joking about anything. You know, like Angelo said, like the community behind this was incredible. Our sponsors were great. And truthfully, when we first reached out to sponsors and to the judges, we thought, you know, we don't know how it's going to go. Like we're, we're it's like it's never been done before. We don't even know how to present how it's going to look. We're just like, trust us. We think it's going to go great. And it really, we think it came across great, especially for, you know, we all have full-time jobs. These guys are doing it after hours at night. It was crazy the commitment people put in. But it's what we learned was that yeah, like having having a production crew would be really cool. You know, we had a great set of guys that got behind us. So BareMetalCloud.com, like I said, they they were our top sponsor, and they actually gave a fifteen hundred dollar voucher to the winner for cloud time in their their environment, which was amazing. Nice, nice. and the plural site as well. You know, we were promoting them because they were. You know, a lot of the guys were training through some of the stuff, and because there were literally people going, "Oh my god, I've got to do something different." I better go. And they literally were learning stuff on the fly while they were doing this because people were, we were putting them in an uncomfortable design situation where guys that are traditional virtualization guys and they'd never really done like orchestrated cloud deployments. And all of a sudden they got to come up with something and we said, hey, have fun with it. And oh, man, that's, so that's cool. So they were going out. So Pluralsight used to be, or at least they, they bought Train Signal. Right. So, and that's. You know, so, so people were literally going like, I don't know anything about that, and they would go to Train Signal or Plural Site, go try and learn it in a day or so, and then come back, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sorry, Radical, go ahead, Eric. Was our RadicalIO uh, dot com is our uh, they were our mobile provider, so 
uh, Ian Sim and, and his group out in, and they're actually out in Vancouver, BC. So yay, go Canada! Uh, so Ian put together a mobile app for us. So not only could guys, you know, go through, people could go through and see, you know, what was going on, who was involved, and where the status of the general competition was. But we actually had people that were watching live through the mobile app, which was kind of a a real thing that we thought this is incredible because. Like the cost of doing some of these things, a lot of guys donated their time and and effort to this just to, you know, because they wanted to see how it was going to go, and yeah. it just couldn't be happier with with how it all came together. And I, and I should mention, Brian, that all the design solutions uh, are all posted on the website. They're made available for people to um, to look at and learn from, and that was one of our goals. Um, and we we've had hundreds of views on these documents. Um, I think Eric pulled down some stats um, earlier today. We had over 55 countries, different countries, wow. uh, view the videos. Uh, over 6,000 minutes of um, viewing time on the videos. So you know, we want this to also be a, a learning um, guide for for the community as well. Because really, you know, there's there's a ton of guys out there that may not do uh, design in their day to day job, and we wanted to give them that opportunity. To get in front of some spectacular uh, judges, Chris Wall, Josh Atwell, Scott Lowe, Mike Laverick, and you know, exercise that design that that they have inside and 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 see what they can do. Very cool, very cool. Well, listen. Um, so, virtualdesignmasters.com, right? That'll be the same uh, location for the next versions, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Virtualdesignmasters.com, and then right now we've got the the app. Like I said, it's on iOS and it's a, in the Google Play Store as well. You can go download it. We're going to see how that's going to fit into Phase Two because in the second season, we you know we're we're about to sort of close up shop, and that's when all the all the little design gnomes get together and we figure out what we're going to do to sort of change things up because it's going to be really cool and really different. Like you mentioned, is not only you know, we took people out of their comfort zone by putting them into the cloud where they had never been there before. You know, so we kind of moved that next step. But now we thought, you know, this is a great chance for people to get even bigger, you know, or even more broad. And let's bring in, like you said, the cloud foundries and, and some AWS stuff. And, and so there's a real good opportunity to really stretch people out because we want to not just you know, not just pick on the technology, but it's the way that we use the technology that's as important as any of the technology itself. Cool. It's, you know, the process and the people behind it is what made this whole thing really, really cool. Okay. So, so I'm going to throw this out to people that are listeners. Um, <clears throat> if, if you have design ideas, if you have technology expertise, if you're curious, if you want to participate in this, in this somewhat, now, now, you guys might get a little, a little bit overwhelmed if people start reaching out to you because I know there's a lot of interest in this. But if if there's some people that want to want to contribute, want to help volunteer and, and do some stuff, are you guys open to, to, to taking some input from people, taking some knowledge, taking some time, taking some sponsorships? Very definitely. Okay. Yeah, we're actually in, you know, and that's part of it. We, we are literally sort of wiping the slate clean again. You know, we're going to go back and, and we want to, we're going to take a different tact, you know, in the second season. So we're just at the point where we're starting to reach out to, to sponsors and vendors. So folks who want to get involved, they can, they can reach us through the site. There's an email there. Uh, cool. They can tweet either, you know, at Angelo Luciani or at Disco Posse. Uh, go to discoposse.com. I've got some email around there or okay. 
you know, who cares we'll, what it we'll, says? We'll, we'll put all those links in the show notes so folks, if they, you know, they're running and they forget what this is. So, yeah, I right. know there's, I know there's folks from Rackspace that, that listen to us on a regular basis. I know the Puppet and Chef communities have got people that that pay attention, and uh, so you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can maybe potentially help you guys expand a little bit. Uh, they may not get in until version three, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it going. So very, very cool. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, so folks, I hope that sounds cool. I know there's a lot of people that are kind of interested in this idea. Uh, hopefully they can make season two awesome. I know you guys will make it awesome. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, I want to kind of touch base on some stuff that, that, that Angelo does. So you run one of the, one of the biggest, uh, VMware communities. VMware probably has as active a community of, of, of any, traditional vendor um as there is out there some of the open stack or you know, open source ones are are pretty big but but you know um and the toronto one is is huge it's in comparison probably what it's in the top five or ten in the world it's 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 big it's big yeah so let's i want to talk a little bit about that i mean um you know the the people that are that are vmware kind of followers they're making their their living around vmware that that world's changing quite a bit right the the sort of core virtualization is getting to be very well known. People are trying to figure out: Do I stick with VMware technology? Do I do I start to figure out their higher level stuff? Like, what are the big things that you're seeing around at least your version, your part of the VMware community? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm seeing people sort of move move beyond uh, the hypervisor, and you know, as you you just alluded to, um, they want to take on more of that layer that sits on top of that, and how to take advantage of that. Um, at our VMUG, and, and Eric is a co-leader, along with uh, Mike Preston and uh, Ryan Joff. Um, you know, we try to we try to get a lot of feedback from from the community to to, to bring in presenters and folks that will deliver that that kind of content. Um, that's just above the just above the hypervisor because I, I mean hypervisor is great and everything, but I think it's 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 almost matured. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, people want to know what they can do above that, above that stack. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing now? Let let me ask you a question. And, and obviously, you've got a a finite set of data points and all. But are you seeing more people, um, kind of explore some of the alternatives to VMware? So, like, you know, Eric, I know you just posted some stuff about, you know, doing some home lab stuff with OpenStack. Or are you seeing people? kind of doubling down on VMware and, and trying to learn the vCloud suite and so forth? Or are you seeing it kind of, you know, kind of a mix in there somewhere? It's really, it's interesting because there's a, there's this funny shift that's going on in the, in the industry. Uh, you know, there's new guys that are coming in. You know, OpenStack is, is really sort of coming up and rising above the, the froth among, you know, many other things that are going on. I mean, CloudStack really kind of led the way with a lot of that stuff because it was a great sort of package stack deployment that you could do that was open source. You know, people like the price. People like the fact that it was open source. OpenStack then really ramped up, and Rackspace has done great stuff to get behind it, and now tons of vendors have gotten behind it. But at the same time, it's also, as mature as it is, it's also not quite there for a lot of people. You know, so... I'd say people are exploring it more. You know, I've got I've got more and more people coming to me saying, "Hey, how can I get this up in my lab and how can I put it into prod? What kind of gear would you put it on?" And they're having conversations about how to prepare it, but it's more, you know, they're they're still at a very exploratory stage at least especially in Canada. We are not a really we, we don't have a lot of huge tech focused customers. We've got some great companies here, 
but there's not a real lot of technology. There's no there's no Silicon Valley of of Canada really. You know, and if, if there is, it's Waterloo, and it's home to only BlackBerry, and we all know how that's kind of it feels like it's siphoning out of out of Canada, but in fact, it's still a really good strong base there. Right. But, yeah. No. Yeah. There's there's a lot around Toronto. I mean, there, you know, when you, when you had Nortel there for so long, and you had you had uh, like you said RIM and so forth. I mean, there is a lot of knowledge there, but yeah, sometimes when it's not focused on the latest, latest, you don't have you got to go searching for how to learn these things. It's not in your backyard as as it might be in Silicon Valley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. VM, so, yeah, so at, sorry, at the VMUG, at the VMUG, we don't get a lot of people. And you know, saying, "Oh, we want to hear more OpenStack. We want to hear more AWS, etc." But there are there are like little niches of, of, of folks, a very small that that. Yo, I'm starting to look at AWS and um, you know how how it can work with you know in in our environment. So it's it's starting to kind of bubble up. Um, yep. We're starting to see. Are you seeing? Are you still seeing? I know you know. A little while ago, uh, there was a number of people. I know Scott Lowe was kind of trying to, to to grassroots start something where, you know, there's been a number of people, especially who've been around it for a while, whether it's Mike or Scott or, or whoever, who kind of are like, be great if it would get back to kind of its original thing where it was, it really was a user community. It wasn't sort of vendors. Are you, are you seeing any of that shifting or do, does, is the, with the size of the VMUGs, do they have to have a certain amount of vendor input for funding or just helping people understand where technology is going because it's going so fast I, I think there's a balance between between those two um, but there is a there is a, there is a high demand for community speakers and I know we've had we've had Eric speak at the vmug quite often we've had um, a few other community members speak so we, we we really do our best to to reach out to the to the community yep. encourage them to speak. Um, I know Eric is doing some coaching with with a few people, and we really want to get you know folks from the community up on stage to to share their their, their challenges or, or successes with uh, VMware products. Yeah, cool. So so last thing, um, and uh, I want to I want to dig into something a little bit. I want you know one of the things that that comes up all the time from folks who you know might want to enter Virtual Design Master are active in the VMUGs is, is this whole sort of home lab community thing that goes on where it's, you know, people are actively saying, look, I, you know, my company may or may not allow me to go to training. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm, I'm intellectually curious. I'm technically curious. Are you guys, you know, I know a lot of folks have got all sorts of cool setups at their house or home labs. Are you seeing more and more people looking to, to leverage some of the things in the cloud? You know, whether it's VMware's hands-on labs that are now sort of virtual or, you know some of the the public, you know, OpenStack kind of things like DevStack that you can get. Are you are you seeing anything creative and interesting coming out of that, or are you guys exploring those spaces? There's definitely a lot coming up. Like home labs, physical home labs are getting better. Like there's more and more guys that are kind of doing the hey, here's what my lab looks like, and there's yeah. a lot of great white box builds. Chris Wall has a great uh, sort of roundup of different white box builds that people have done. Uh, virtual box has become really robust. Uh, with the stuff that Mitchell Hashimoto does with Vagrant is really, really cool. So it's a lot easier to do things. And I have, I sit in with uh, Cody Bunch and, and Trevor Roberts and the crew on the couch to OpenStack. We do a V Brown bag on Tuesday nights. And all the stuff is done through Vagrant uh, with VirtualBox. So this way it's completely free. You can run it on your, your laptop, and, and it's great. You can pretty much run it with eight, eight gigs of RAM. 
and there's more and more guys that are and I do a lot of my stuff on virtual uh, between VirtualBox and VMware Workstation just to show that even for folks that can't do it on bare metal that at least you can do it in your laptop or on a a full functioning you know home machine that's got a little bit more RAM. The cloud one, the only way people the only way people are limited by it is it's still a capital cost and it's it's tough for a lot of folks to eat that up because they kind of get sticker shock sometimes the first time like oh I'll just I'll spin up my uh, you know an auto lab out in the cloud and, and the guys at Bare Metal Cloud did that where they actually have an auto lab build. But if you leave that sucker running for two months, you're going to get a bill. And if you weren't in there active, you, you want to make sure that you get your money's worth out of that. So a lot of folks, they go and they sort of kick the tires on it for a couple of months, and then they go, ooh, okay, I'm not quite ready for $80, $90 a month. And then they roll back. But the good thing is they, they get a taste of ways that you can use the cloud to leverage what they want to do. VMware Hand Labs, huge, huge response. When they made that public, it was incredible. So just being able to do it online anytime, it, I think that's probably one of the best things that they could have done. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about that. I, a while back, we I, I had pitched this idea that I was calling, uh, you know, cloud garage labs. That I actually think there's a there's a there's a business model there where you could give it away for free to people. You could get some of the the cloud vendors to cloud vendors or cloud providers to sponsor it. It would be good for learning and recruiting and all that stuff, but I, I never sort of went and made it happen. But yeah, I, I'm curious because I think there is, there's a there's an interesting sort of uh, psychological dynamic that happens, right? When it's on your laptop, it's free. Like you said, you can get Vagrant, you can get VirtualBox, you can, you can do whatever. Or you can go, well, I'm going to spend two or three thousand bucks. And then, but in between there, there's like you said, there's that guy who goes, oh, that was 80 bucks. And they somehow try and rationalize in their head what eighty bucks means, or something, or sixty bucks, or something. And and it also sort of, you know, if you if you extrapolate that a little bit, it becomes that thing that makes things like private cloud or infrastructure as a service or IT as a service a little tricky because for most people they have no idea what IT costs. But as right. soon as you sort of put a, a dollar number against it, it becomes a weird thing in their mind because, like, if you told them, you know. 500 gigs of storage cost this much, they they then immediately compare that to like, well, how much does my iPod cost? Because that has 16 gig. Or how much does a thumb drive cost? Or like, they, they get into these weird apples to apples things. So I'm, I was curious what that's doing. I, I kind of have seen a little bit of that mindset, but um, I'm, I'm glad to see that people are kind of exploring different ways. They can do stuff on their laptop. It makes it mobile. If they want to use the cloud, that's an option, but there's still, you know, it's cool that you've got guys like Bare Metal Cloud that are kind of sponsoring your stuff, so there's options out there for people. Yeah, like yeah. Rack, the Rackspace Private Cloud was one of the really cool things. In fact, even today alone, like I said, probably I had about almost 100 people come in just to read the, like, doing the Rackspace Private Cloud on VMware Workstation. And it's it's even an older build. I think it's the actual it's the Grizzly build. It might even be fulsome, but it's cool because it's just it's a fairly simple like one hour walkthrough, and then that's it. You've got a fully functioning OpenStack cloud, all components running on your machine. So guys, like what what and what Ken uh, Ken Hoy does amazing stuff on his uh, blog, you know, walking through how to deploy the the scripts that are being used at Rackspace. So yep. they've done a great job to enable community guys and customers give this a try. HP just did the same thing with their their cloud OS. R- probably not the big uptake that they needed, but it's still kind of beta in how they're delivering it, but still, yep. sandbox environment, you can pull it down, give it a try, and then go, oh, alright, well, maybe I should try a couple of months of this. 
Yeah. Why not, yep. right? It could be 60, 60 days free. You know, vCloud Hybrid Service did the same thing. I think they get a, a lot of people come in because once you're in there, you go, well, well, let's just keep going for six months. Yeah, look how easy it is to spin up new stuff. And yeah, no, absolutely. And you don't have the, you don't have that hum in your in your office all the time that's getting hot and, and being loud and, and all those other sort of things. So yeah, and we we um, Eric and I started the um, VMware NSX uh, Google Plus community. Okay. And and there was a there there, there was a, one of the members there posted, you know, oh, I wish I could get my hands on this. And then one uh, another member uh, replied and said, "Hey, go to the you know VMware hands-on labs. There's a couple uh, VMware NSX um, uh, labs you can take." And 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 you know it kind of open opens your eyes to to what's out there. So it's 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 making it accessible. Excellent. Very very cool. We'll get that link put out there for folks. I know there's a, t- a ton of folks who are trying to want to learn about SDN and, and NSX and how they can get their hands on it. So. Um, good to know there's a community out there as well as the code. Well, boys, listen, I'm uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm a little disappointed as a Red Wings fan that that your boys beat us in the uh, in the Winter Classic, but I thought the game was beautiful. Uh, it was fun to watch on TV. Um, but well, uh, let's Canadian, isn't he? So you we already we, we were slowly taking over the uh, the teams, anyways. I know, I know, but I'm a, I'm still a diehard Red Wings fan. I only get to see him once in a while anymore. So, but it's good to see hockey outside. I wish it would be uh, cold enough to to freeze my pond in the backyard. Anyways, classic. <laughs> well, listen, boys. Uh, what's the best place for you know folks to find you? Where are you going to be in the next you know three four months that people could run into you, buy you a beer, you know, talk to you about stuff. Well, we've got uh, on, and Angela, what's the actual date? We've got a full day Toronto VMUG coming up in February. It's the 27th, am I right? 27th, yeah. 7th, February 27th. Uh, and, of course, you know, way down the road, we'll, we'll be at VMworld uh, right in the throes of, of Virtual Design Master Season 2. But in between, you can find us on Twitter. Because I'm at Discoposse, and Angelo, you are? Angelo Luciani. Okay, very cool. Well, good, guys. Well, listen, uh, thanks again for being on the show tonight. Uh, great to talk about all this stuff. Like I said, um, if folks want to get involved with it, uh, reach out to you guys. We'll put links to the show and and, uh, and, and to your event in the show notes. Uh, for folks listening at home, um, as always, you can find everything uh, social media on the cloudcast.net website, uh, whether it's links to the show, links to how to get a hold of these guys. Uh, you want to make a donation, uh, help the kids at the North Carolina Children's Hospital, that'd be fantastic too. You can always find us on Twitter at thecloudcast.net. And uh, for Aaron and for Eric and for Angelo, thanks to everybody for listening tonight and uh, have a good one. 